This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 5th of May. In your Squiz today, the abortion debate rages in America, rental vacancies at record lows, changes flagged for Twitter, and paying tribute to the Queen through the perfect pudding. This is your Squiz today. The highly emotional and divisive debate about reproductive rights in America is back in the headlines after it was revealed that the Supreme Court is on the cusp of overturning a case that effectively legalises abortion in the country. President Joe Biden said if this happened, it would threaten all citizens' freedoms. So let's step back a bit, Claire. Talk us through the Roe versus Wade issue and what the Supreme Court justices have said about it. So American women's right to abortion was secured by this Roe versus Wade decision in the Supreme Court in 1973. It's basically underpinned women's access to abortion across America since then. But there are lots of state governments that don't agree with that. Of course, the politics in America is quite complicated and abortion uh, is an issue that does come up regularly between Democrats and Republicans. Uh, So if If that decision is overturned in the Supreme Court, what it would mean is the states then have the opportunity to craft their own laws about access to abortion. Uh, What we know is that if it is overturned, that there are 23 states that are going to either restrict or ban abortion in the state right off the bat. Uh, There's also a host of other states that say that they would move against it if they have the opportunity to legislate in that space. It's a complex issue. What researchers say uh, is that it would be black and Hispanic women who are particularly affected by restrictions or bans because they have more limited access to healthcare and birth control than white women. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, is furious that this draft judgment has been leaked. He says the decision isn't final and will be debated more over the next two months before it's published. But Claire, this all comes against the backdrop of the midterm elections which will determine who controls both chambers of the American Congress. President Biden's poor standing in the polls had worried strategists, but this debate could change the political equation. Yeah, and just to step back on that for a second, so these midterm elections, uh, as they kind of describe, happen in the midterm of the American presidential term. So American presidents are elected for four years, uh, which means that at the two-year mark there's this election all House of Representative seats are up for election. Uh, Also, a third of senators are facing re-election. That midterm election happens at the end of this year. And as you say, uh, because Joe Biden isn't travelling so well when it comes to public sentiment, Democrats have been really worried about how that election looks for their party. But what they're saying now is this sort of issue, Roe versus Wade, could really energise Democratic voters uh, and really turn the election on its head. As you said the midterms are set down for November, but the primary races start this week and run throughout the northern summer. So when the Aussie election is over in a couple of weeks, there'll be a whole new race to tune into. 
We've been talking a lot recently about the Solomon Islands' new security pact with China, and earlier this week, its Prime Minister Manase Sogavare launched a stinging attack on those who've criticised it, labelling them racists and bigots, Claire. Yep, he really let rip in the parliament. Mm. Uh, he said that Australia and its allies are trying to undermine his government uh, by giving it a hard time for non-justifiable reasons. It was really an anti-Western spray as well. He He said that Russia uh, had its reasons for invading Ukraine. He said that there were two sides to every story. Uh, And he also praised China's civil control. He commented that there's no beggars on the streets of the major cities of China. Very long story short, what reports say is that our officials are increasingly concerned uh, that Sogavare is becoming quite autocratic uh, and quite hostile towards Australia since that signing of the security Packed. Yeah, as you say, it was quite the spray, Claire. Now, concern about what's happening in the Solomons isn't a niche issue. The Sydney Morning Herald Age Resolve Monitor this morning says 72% of voters are worried about the security deal. Home ownership has been a hot topic in the wake of the interest rate rise this week. But if you're trying to rent a place right now, well, commiserations, because prospective tenants are facing the toughest conditions on record, Claire. Yeah, you only have to look in our own squiz team to know that. Annalise in the team, who does a lot of work on our commercial side of the business, she's been trying to rent for the last month or so, been following very closely her ups and downs in the rental market Mm. here in Sydney. So it's no surprise to her uh, or anyone trying to rent a property at the moment that vacancy rates across the country are at a record low of 1%. Uh, That is pretty steady on last month. So it's really at a bit of a crisis point. It's not just the cities. It's also in the regions where rental markets are very tight. Of course, as a result of the pandemic, many people got out of the cities. Uh, They wanted to have a taste of country living, uh, which has tightened those markets and also seen them become a lot more expensive. The hardest place to rent is Adelaide after it posted the country's tightest rental market with 0.3% vacancy and that's closely followed by Hobart and Darwin. Domain says the increased demand has created a landlord's market in these cities and the regions more broadly. We're starting to see more details emerge about Elon Musk's plans for Twitter. He's just had his $44 billion takeover bid for the social media company accepted. And yesterday he used the platform to raise the prospect of a potential pay-per-use model for business and government users, Claire. Look, we're probably going to see a whole lot of Twitter ideas from Elon Musk in this period before the deal actually settles. But what he tweeted yesterday is that sort of pay-per-use model where business and government users would have to pay to get access, uh, if not to the whole platform, then to some features of it. Uh, He said, though, that ordinary users will always have free access. So if you'd like to stalk on Twitter or participate even, uh, that's something as an individual that you'll be able to do ongoing. Yeah, I do like to lurk a bit on there, I have to admit, Claire. But while we're on it, Elon Musk and his Twitter takeover is the subject of our shortcut this week. Yep. Elon Musk is a really interesting guy. 
Twitter is a really interesting company and them coming together has been a really interesting affair. So we go through all of that. (laughs) It's fair to say there's never a dull moment when it comes to the world's richest man. And I certainly learnt a lot about Twitter's early days. Just search for Squeeze Shortcuts on your favourite podcast app and I'll pop a link in your episode notes. The Queen is celebrating her Platinum Jubilee and she's marking the big occasion with a series of events, including a competition to find the perfect pudding to mark her 70-year reign, Claire. Liza, I feel like I'm stealing your thunder on this one. I know how this one has really gone to your heart. (laughs) Bursting through the microphone to talk about this one. (laughs) (laughs) So they've narrowed it down to five amateur bakers from across the United Kingdom. There were 5,000 applicants. So uh, that only sounds to me like a lot of puddings and a lot of cakes to eat to actually get to those final five. Sounds like a bit of a dream job. Uh, The entries that they have chosen uh, really do cover the sort of range of bunt cakes, uh, rhubarb type puddings, um, all sorts of things around rose cakes and lemon Swiss rolls. I must say I learned a bit more about the Queen and love her even more when I found out that her favourite dessert is a trifle. Uh, So there's also a trifle creation on that list of five finalists as well. Oh, gosh, the trifle is not my choice of pudding. But oh, love a trifle. <laughs> love it. Oh. Now, look, we have to say that the Duchess of Cornwall and Dame Mary Berry will announce the winner on the 12th of May. And, Claire, I also have to say that there's been a very heated debate in the office this week about the condiments that might accompany the perfect pudding. We do not have <laughs> enough time this morning to thrash it out. But for the record, I'm for the custard and the vanilla ice cream all at once. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should know about? Uh, well, password day. It's really more of a note to self about getting organised with uh, a password keeper so I'm not constantly racking my brain for all of my passwords. I'm one of those people also considering the online password manager because who has time to remember all the various passwords that always need to be updated and changed? Uh, For me today, Defence Minister Peter Dutton and Labor's defence spokesman Brendan O'Connor are debating at the press club today. And given that defence and national security and that Solomon's deal we discussed earlier are some of the key election issues, it'll be one to watch. Have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.